You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor, Political Science, Carleton University. Let's bring Elliot in and talk about U.S. President Joe Biden meeting with Chinese President Xi uh, coming up on Wednesday, November 15th in the San Francisco area. The White House has announced this to talk more. Elliot Tepper with us now. Elliot, thanks for the time. Hope you're well. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Joe Biden and the Chinese president meeting. How significant is this? Uh, why now? Why is this happening? It's very significant. These are the leaders of the two most powerful countries on the earth. Uh, this is an economic group, Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation. So these are the two largest economies in the world. Uh, they, uh, These two leaders, of course, know each other very well, apart from perhaps Mr. Putin, and no other leader other than Joe Biden has spoken as often and over a longer period of time with Xi Jinping. Uh, they, these two know each other quite well. They last spoke almost a year ago, and I, I think that's important, at uh, another meeting in Bali, the G20 meeting. They had a, a bilateral, and at that point, here's what they talked about. This is Joe Biden. It goes with our opening theme song. As leaders of our two nations, we share a responsibility to show that China and the U.S. can manage our differences, prevent competition from becoming anything ever near conflict, and find ways to work together on urgent global issues that require our mutual cooperation. Uh, And I think that's the same theme one year later, but the fact that they've not talked to each other since is uh, not a good sign. Obviously, as you mentioned, lots going on in the world. How much is this a distraction? Is this an opportunity for China, or are they taking the responsibility you just mentioned seriously? Well, I think it's very important that the two leaders meet. They, they basically, APEC is an excuse. Uh, I'd be glad to talk more about APEC, but it's an excuse for these two leaders to sit down face-to-face. They have undoubtedly a uh, detailed agenda. There, I'm, most meetings end up with some kind of announceables, and that's uh, worked out in advance, but the leaders have to get involved in order to approve it and then deliver. So they're talking about, here's the speculation in the press, they're going to talk about climate change, fentanyl, artificial intelligence, and yes, they're going to talk about the war in Ukraine as well as the war in the Middle East. The main thing is the two leaders are going to try to find a way to work together and what's clear to me now is that Xi Jinping has decided it's time for him to step out and lower the temperature. Uh, he's on something of a charm offensive at, in terms of, uh, remember it was last February, that surveillance balloon <laughs> drifted mm-hmm. across Canada into the U.S., a Chinese surveillance balloon and got shot down. So uh, he, this, this was not good for bilateral relations. But the, um, the need, I think, for Mr. Xi Jinping as his own economy weakens And as he's proven to have enemies just about everywhere, all of the neighboring states have conflicts with him of one type or another. Uh, I think he's now saying, with particularly my economic weakness at home, it's time to start receiving Americans and a whole number of um, very important and senior people who've gone recently to China, been received by Xi Jinping himself, including Henry Kissinger, I might add, at age 100. Uh, This was sending a message, they're now ready to talk. Well, two things that I'm ho- hoping will come out of this, Scott, is that the um, perhaps one of the few real tangibles that are going, going to come out is the U.S. and China were not speaking military to military. That is, 
there was hardly any communication at all at a top level, but the militaries used to talk to each other so they could explain each other's position. They could try to de-escalate, escalate uh, situations, stop things from getting out of hand. That got canceled when Nancy Pelosi visited. The Chinese may now be willing to open that up. And something close to my uh, art and things I watch closely is there's even talks about nuclear cooperation, what to do about nukes that are beginning to get underway. This is not getting much news, but I think it's a very important possible outcome of this meeting. Uh, we talked before, especially with the Russian invasion of Ukraine, China kind of playing, bo- or, uh, playing both sides of the fence. Now, all of a sudden, they're ready to talk. Has it been the other conflicts that have made them realize their status and, and, and position in the world? Or is it because their economy is going south and it's not, it's not, there isn't rosy days for them there? Yes, the, uh, the whole question of decoupling is on the minds, uh, no doubt. That is, the West, uh, after COVID and the over-dependency on China, and then the belligerent behavior everywhere has convinced a lot of, uh, a lot of countries, led by the U.S., but we're part of that, to, uh, to nearshore and friendshore our relationships to ensure reliability of supply chains. And all of that has a potential impact on the Chinese economy. Nobody really knows what's going on inside China, Scott. Uh, there's been a lot of people uh, in, in positions of power kind of disappearing, being removed, being replaced. This is in terms of the, in, uh, the military itself, uh, some mysterious things happening there in terms of people appearing and disappearing. So th- something's going on inside China that is leading to Mr. Xi Jinping to apparently, and this is something to watch out of this meeting, apparently deciding it's time that indeed if, if China really does value stability, as they say, and, and I believe they do because they need it for both business, you know, economics, politics, and their global expansion, the global leadership in the world of the future requires a steady world. So that, I, we have to watch to see what comes out of this to see if some meaningful progress is made in something like uh, a charm offensive by Xi Jinping. So are you saying, Elliot, that China is changing its tune? How much do we trust that? Um, and is the West now on a bit stronger footing either way? Well, I won't say they're changing their tune. They're going to still, but they're, what they're doing is trying to, uh, within that tune, say, Soften Look, it. we're not as dangerous as you, as you fear. We can find ways to cooperate. We will cooperate in areas where we possibly can without giving up our core interest. Uh, the United States is at the same time saying, um, look, we've got a, we, we still have a grand alliance of, of democracies against autocracies, and we are watching you, particularly over Taiwan, and also particularly as to how you're going to handle this Hamas war. Uh, the U.S. is, I think, looking to China to lean on Iran, because China mm. has been purchasing a lot of uh, Iranian inexpensive, cheaper, reduced price oil because of sanctions. That The U.S. hopes that pressure on China as a result of these meetings will lead to pressure on Iran to not make the situation in the Middle East even worse. Uh, they're trying to get a message through to Iran to, uh, to uh, behave themselves in a way that leads to a lowering of tension rather than an increase in tension. That might lead to war. 
Elliot Tepper with us, Emeritus Professor, Political Science, Carleton University, the U.S. President and Chinese President meeting next Wednesday in the San Francisco area. We'll see what happens. Elliot, always fascinating. Thanks for the time. Be well. Oh, thank you. Same to you. Let's all give peace a chance. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.